Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to transform your spirit of adventure into real-life adventure. Don't worry, the Nissan Rogue has your back. Platts exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Just climb in and go. No need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the new 2024 Nissan Rogue. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada can elevate your adventure. Get in a Nissan SUV and go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Smooth frown lines with Daxify, the only peptide-powered frown line treatment. Chosen as one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2023, it's the first innovation of its kind in over 20 years. Daxify is the only frown line treatment powered by a novel peptide. Come see why everyone is talking about the Daxify look and why beauty lovers choose Daxify. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. The effects of Daxify may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Tell your provider right away if you have problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness, as these can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Do not receive Daxify if you have a skin infection or are allergic to botulinum toxin products. Tell your doctor about your medical conditions, including any muscle or nerve conditions, and all medicines, including any side effects from botulinum toxins, as they may increase the risk of serious side effects. These are not all the possible side effects of Daxify. For more information, visit Daxify.com. Talk to your doctor or call 1-877-798-6243. To learn more about Daxify, visit Daxify.com. Remember all those big dreams you used to have and then life made other plans? With a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, it's time to bring those dreams back. Start your own business or commit to van life with a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Now, you could win the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 that we have. Enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules. Visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Have to do it by February 2nd for your chance to win. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, 
I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Hey, what up? Welcome in. This is uh, All Ball. All basketball all the time. We have Mark Titus who's going to join us on this week's All Ball. That's right. Club Trill, part of Titus and Tate, uh, which is another podcast. He does a great job. Former walk-on, Ohio State. A little bit of his life story that he's going to share with us. Uh, not talking a lot of college hoops or whatever, but really kind of interesting. How Club Trill became Club Trill. We'll get to that upcoming. First, though, I want to give you a couple of college basketball thoughts, nuggets, if you will. And uh, then give you my thoughts on both LeBron and his dominating performance over Zion and the Lakers and Zion Williamson, what you're seeing. First, in terms of college basketball, we do this thing where nothing's kind of ever good enough. I, I would generally tend to agree if you said that this year's Gonzaga team would lose to last year's Gonzaga team. I've never actually seen any tournament where one team has to play against previous year's teams anyway, right? So with that in mind, why do we operate under this hard and fast stance that there are no great or dominant teams? Let, let's take Kansas, right? Let's take Kansas. Kansas is 25-3 and three in the Big 12. One of those losses was to Duke in November, November 5th. So do I think they're better than Duke now? Sure. Do I think Duke's improved now? Sure. That's one of their ways. We call them, we say no great teams. They beat Dayton. They beat Colorado. Those are two NCAA tournament teams. Dayton will probably be a two seed. Two seed. Colorado, who by many people's observations, might be the best team or second best team in the Pac-12. They've had some up and down losses. They lost to Nova. That's a mad, always a bad matchup for them. And game was not played at home. They lost to Baylor at home. After losing to Baylor, they've gone on to not lose a game since the 12th of January. We're almost into March. They beat Baylor at Baylor. They beat West Virginia at West Virginia. Um, we'll see what they do against Texas Tech last game of the year. But uh, Texas Tech, of course, reached the reached the Final Four last year. Pretty much shredding everyone in their stead. So why do we not consider them a great team? Because they lost a game in the Big, in the big 12? Why is Gonzaga not a great team? Because they lost a game to BYU? Like... Past Gonzaga teams have been great teams, have lost a game to BYU or to St. Mary's. That doesn't make any sense to me. We, we hold teams of the past up as if they're some gold standard that is unattainable. But guess what? These teams don't have to compete against those teams. Against this year's competition, I find it hard-pressed to not think that Gonzaga, that Kansas, even San Diego State that's petered out a little bit here down the stretch, are great teams in comparison to the field. Two more things on, on college basketball. I, I find it fascinating um, that we, we bail on so many teams and so many coaches. I look at what Mick Cronin is doing at UCLA. Now, the time of this recording, it's a Wednesday. On Thursday night, they take on Arizona State. And it appears that Bobby Hurley has a chance to put Arizona State back in the NCAA tournament, which, again, nothing short of amazing. 
It does help St. Mary's out. St. Mary's beat them by a million. I have my own thoughts on Arizona State and Alonzo Verge, who's, uh, I mean, that guy can get buckets. He's had some crazy, crazy outbursts. And considering some of the flaws in personnel that Bobby has to have this level of success is nothing short of remarkable. And look, they had some tough times early in the season. But UCLA's won 9 of 11. They just beat Colorado at Colorado. And it's 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 not close to the, not just level, level of talent, but type of player that I would think Mick Cronin will ultimately get at UCLA. I mean, they already have the top point guard in the West United States coming in next season. So I just, it's weird. Cronin wins a ton of games at UCLA, and now they're creeping back in the NCAA tournament conversation. In any other league in the country, you win 9 out of 11, you get in the field, don't you? So we do this weird thing where for some teams, for some conferences, the early, the, the, we, I used to call it the preseason, the non-conference slate matters. For some, it does not. Do I think the Pac-12 is great? No. No. I think Oregon and Colorado are very good. I think Arizona's talented, but super young. I think Arizona State is a team that lost a lot from last year, losing Lou Dort and some other pieces, but is probably NCAA tournament worthy. Washington, which was very good to start the year, but they lost their point guard. They've been a disaster ever since. It's like, oh, okay, I would, I would agree with you. UCLA was not good early in the year, but Stanford was, and they're a better team than Stanford. Right. Washington was granted Washington lost their point guard. Now they're better than am I making sense. I don't know if I'm making sense. I just, part of me is impressed by UCLA. They've done it without some sort of home court advantage. They've done it without getting their own players per se. And they've just done it with digging in, changing some of the playing Jaquez, you know, playing the two young shooters really, really helps them. They found just enough offense. And of course, you know, mixed teams are going to compete and play defense. UCLA has suddenly become my one of my fascinating watches. What happens to them on Selection Sunday? Let's see what happens to them when the Arizona schools come coming come come calling this week. All those UCLA fans are like not into the Mick Cronin thing. This team stinks. They should come back and call. Should come back in droves this weekend into Poly. Last thing, I've always been big on Cole Anthony. I'm not as big now. He's athletic, but not crazy athletic. He still doesn't shoot it that well. He'll shoot it better. He's incredibly competitive, and he's a scoring lead guard, which I think he'll be at the next level. And I know he's not surrounded by great talent, but, man, I saw him on tape a bunch leading up to the Louisville game, and I saw him in, in, in uh, um, you know, I just, I saw him in the Louisville game, and I just, I wasn't blown away. There's talent there. He should play in the NBA but I would have thought he's a starting guard in the NBA from day one. And I'm not totally convinced. I feel there's a little bit of, uh, uh, there's a little bit of Austin rivers to him, a little bit of Austin rivers to him, a better shooter than Austin rivers, but a guy who like Austin, some guys don't like playing with like Austin, kind of competitive to a fault. And I'm, I'm not sure that you get the total buy-in to others. Hey guys, Doug Gottlieb. And I recently had a chance to try out HelloFresh. It's hands down my favorite meal kit delivery service. It's not only delicious, but I, I save so much time by not going to the grocery store. You know, it gets delivered right to your door. And my kids get excited because they don't know what recipes are in there. They don't know what we're going to make. Then we open up the box and it's like a Christmas Day surprise. Our favorite recipe so far is the Bavette steak and cherry shallot sauce. It's got um, garlic, Parmesan, potato clusters, roasted green beans. It's amazing. 
If you like Baja shrimp tacos, those are yum too. Look, week after week, we all look forward to my HelloFresh delivery because who wants to go out and pay absorbent prices? I like cooking, but I don't have the ideas for what to make. And oh yeah, by the way, all the portions are already prepared. Cuts out all that other stuff. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for a reason. I think it'll be yours too. So try it yourself at HelloFresh.com slash AllBall10. Use the code AllBall10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash AllBall10. Use the code AllBall10 and you get 10 free meals and shipping. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome him in. He's club trilled to so many of you. He's Mark Titus, I believe, on his birth certificate. Is it Marcus or Mark? It is Mark, yeah. Yeah, it is no Mark. Marcus. There's no Marcus. So uh, you're not one of those upset, you know, white guy with a black guy name? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I get asked that a lot. Um, my name is Mark. It, Marcus would have been a lot cooler, though. That would have been definitely awesome. But uh, no, it, it's just Mark, unfortunately. Uh, you grew up where? I grew up in uh, Indianapolis, the west side of Indianapolis, Brownsburg, Indiana. Uh, it's it's uh, most famous for being the home of Gordon Hayward now. Um, I, I was two years older than Gordon, and Gordon, when I played with him, Gordon was like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, or something like that, and must have weighed 130 pounds. And then as soon as I graduated, he hit his growth spurt and, uh, and, and became great. So, yeah, that's that's home to me. Okay, so how good were you? I was – okay – this is a tough question to answer. I I, I scored a thousand points in high school. I was getting recruited by smaller schools. Um, your Indiana States of the world. Your your UNC Wilmington. I think was one that was. I almost went to Harvard, but then they did, they weren't giving scholarships, and my parents were looking at me like, "How the hell are we going to pay for that?" And then it kind of fell through anyway. So I was good enough to play. What I, I mean, fell through. Hold on, you're going to give yeah. like I gave you the, all the the, the yeah, ugly yeah. details of through. UCLA. So here's what happened. Did you get into Harvard? Uh, I got a letter that said you're not declined yet, which was like pretty good. You That's know really where I'm good. from in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. That was like so that was wait, a big deal. So why not? Oh, uh, sure. okay. So here what happened. They they were recruiting me, and um, yeah, they don't give scholarships, so they can't say they they they're not like we're going to give you a scholarship. It's just like if you come here, we might put you on the team type situation. Um, and and as how, I how good were your grades? I was a pretty good student. I was a good student. I had I, I was a four student. Yeah, I was. Uh, like you had no Bs four Yeah, like you no had, Bs. Like, I never had any Bs. I, I my parents were both teachers, so like I had to just like beat into me from childhood. Like you you will get A's or we'll kill you. <laughs> and so uh, I was I was a good student. Um, and I was getting recruited by Harvard, and I'll never forget this. I I the Harvard coaches were coming out to see me one more time because they were following me on the AU circuit. I played AU with Odin and Conley and Daquan Cook and Eric Gordon and Josh McRoberts and all these other guys. We're Team on name? Speed Cindy Heat. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest AU teams of all time. I would say the greatest, but whatever. Okay, um, wait. So give me give me the team. We'll, we'll go back to the Harvard thing. This okay. Now you wet my app. No, yeah, no, you started playing with this team when? How old were you? Uh, I was in eighth grade. Yeah. You I, guys all like you show up in the gym and there's Greg Odin first time you saw. Yeah, and I grade. was I was actually probably better than Greg at the time. I was six four in eighth grade. I'm six four now. Um, so I was I would describe my eighth grade game as like Kevin Love when Kevin Pete Kevin Love was like how I played. So you grew early. Grade. Yeah, yeah. I I I could dunk. Uh, I could shoot threes. I would, uh, people thought I was going to be like six ten and great, and then I just stopped growing. So. Um, I got, that's how I, that's how I got on the team in the first place was that they were just putting together all the best players of Indiana. And okay, so eighth was, grade, all yeah. these guys are on the team, right? Yeah. Well, all no, the- uh, in eighth grade it was not yet McRoberts, and I 
think that's it. Like we added McRoberts later. He was a year older than us. Josh um, McRoberts. Josh McRoberts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's an but amazing yeah, team. For so, the most part, we were together the whole time. Like it was, I would, I would say like eighty percent of us were together the entire run through like eighth grade all the way through high school. Yeah. So my, I was fourth grade. There's a league here called NJB. I played in the first NJB games. Fourth grade NJB championships. I played against Miles Simon. Mm. And uh, here's a fun fact that that he does not like shared. Um, I think halftime of the championship game, they had a three point shooting contest, and I actually beat Miles. No kidding. Yeah, in the three point shooting <laughs> contest, which of course people look at it, no, no, no way. Um, and then after the game, my his dad, my dad talked, and he started playing with like our travel was a traveling team back then. Yeah. So he and I were teammates. And we had a bunch, it was all Orange County kids. And then slowly but surely, and we had a couple of L.A. kids. And then slowly but surely, we added, by the time Miles was a rising senior, we had, uh, I was point guard, Miles was a wing. Yeah. Um, Kriston Johnson, it's Chris Johnson, who's Marcus's son. He he played, obviously, at UCLA. Mm. He, was a, he was a forward. J.R. Henderson was like a wing. Uh, Milton Henderson Jr. from Bakersfield. He was a All American. He went to UCLA. He still plays in Japan. I think I told you this in your pod. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez played with us. Like we, oh, had, right. a, we had a <laughs> we had a squad, but we weren't all together from like eighth grade. Yeah. Like Miles and I would play together since fourth grade. That's what. So eighth grade you got Daquan Cook. Eighth grade you got yeah. Mike Conley. Yes. Eighth grade Greg Oden. Eighth. That's what made us so good too. Is like everyone. Like as I've gotten older, everyone just wants to hear about the guys that played in the NBA. I honestly think our second unit of guys that no one's ever heard of. Like we could wreck anybody in a because we played together for so long. Sure, like and we did that a lot. Like there'd be times where like Mike and Greg couldn't make it for something, and we would still just like wipe the floor with people because we played together. You know how all these eight, like you said, they're, they're just kind of thrown together. A lot of these teams. Um, so yeah, we had. I think we had uh, on our final team we had thirteen guys. I want to say on the roster, and I think eleven of them played Division One basketball, and five of them played in the NBA. And you obviously could have played Division One basketball. Yeah, you chose to. I mean, on. I technically did. Doug, come on. Yes, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, two, no, two yeah. late scholarship. Right, right, right. No, but I'm I saying like, like my brother was my brother was like one of those. I remember he grew up in Orange, California, and like he was offered like Jackson. I'm saying like Jackson State, right? And like he's like, mm. yeah, that, that he was wanted for to me. walk on at UCLA. You that know? was for me. Was like I, I really had took an honest look at myself, and I was like, do I like basketball enough to go play at a small school? Because my dad played it. Um, my dad played like NAIA college. Like what he, school? Uh, where did he play? He played at Hanover, I know, in Indiana, and then he played at uh, like Southeast Missouri State or something. I want to say um, I, he, he was bouncing all around because he he grew up in the in the in the glory days of, of Indiana high school basketball when right. he was playing in front of like seven thousand people right. in high school. And my dad was playing in all the biggest gyms you hear about in Indiana. My dad was like in the seventies playing in these gyms. And then he would tell me these stories about how, like, he would he just had it in his head. He's like, I got to keep this going. Like, this thing is awesome. And then, he, you know, he wasn't that great, so he he went to a smaller school. And he would just say, like, it was the worst experience ever because it was such a step down and all that. So I just kind of had that in my head, like – do I? And he's like, if you're going to do this, Mark, you have to really, really love basketball. You have yes. to, you have to be super into to the, just the the competitiveness and all that. And I was like, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm that like into basketball to go to like a smaller school and play in front of like. I could have gone Division One for sure. It's just like I could have got a Division One scholarship place. I, I honestly, there's a lot of schools I would call and I would just tell them I'm not interested. Like. I don't know. Evansville is one of them. I remember Evansville called me, and I was like, I'll be honest with you. I've grown up in Indiana my whole life. Like, I don't want to go to Evansville, but thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of that. I never thought – I didn't think I was, like, better than them. I was like, I, I probably am an Evansville player. Yes. But I just, like, I don't like basketball enough to go to school. No, I, I look, I, I, I mean, yeah. like, that, that's a – it's an interesting – 
it's a fascinating thing, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, in high school, like I didn't go to modern day. Modern day is the, like when we're recording this, they play Sierra Canyon, uh, on Friday. It'd be like the mm. big, they got a kid, Devin Askew, who's going to Kentucky as their point mm-hmm. guard. Modern day has been the factory in Orange County. What Sierra Canyon is now, modern day. I'm, I'm, for, I know of modern day. Well, I'm saying for, day, also for people who are listening, playing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like you go and you track. Um, from Stanley Johnson, Miles Simon, Leron Ellis, right. Mike Hopkins, I'm like all the way, you know, Cedric Bozeman, like they've all played modern day. Anyway, so, you know, uh, Miles and Clay McKnight is the coach's son and Darren Height and all these guys that I played with growing up, younger mm-hmm. than us, older than us, they all went to modern day. And I didn't want to go there because I, I wanted to play. Right. And I wanted to play varsity like as a freshman, right. sophomore, you know, like I just, that's what I wanted to do. And I, yeah. I understand. And I also didn't, the idea of your parents paying for somebody else to play. Right. You know, like, if I'm going to pay, I want to play. Yeah, right. You know? Right. So I I totally get that because, but I, the opposite, like, we didn't win a state championship. We went pretty far. <clears throat> but, and there's limitations. But I enjoyed the playing more. Right. And the fanfare more. And then, you know, that's a decision. It's a hard decision. But it's interesting, the four, four, understanding yourself and what you were into. Right. You were into being around the bit. So, okay, so let's go back to the Harvard story. Yeah, right. So the Harvard story. Harvard was the one exception because Harvard is Harvard. It's, Har- you know, it's so the like, Harvard of Harvard. Yeah, it's the Harvard of Harvard. So uh, I, I knew I didn't want to play at a smaller school per se. But when Harvard came calling, I was like, all right, I got to take this seriously. Um and they had followed me on the on the AAU circuit because they would just go to games, and then uh, all these coaches would always watch us play. Even even if they knew they weren't recruiting anyone on our team, like it felt like every coach just loved watching our AAU team. So like Harvard was recruiting like some other team, and then yeah. if we're playing, they're like, all right, we're done recruiting now. I'm just gonna go watch this team for fun. Uh, and they'd start start watching me, and that's how I kind of got in, in touch with them was was just on that circuit. But they never see me play in high school. So when I was a senior, um, they they it was kind of like. I don't know what a done deal looks like in the Ivy League, like I said, because they don't offer scholarships. So I never really was offered anything, but yeah. like I'd I'd gone to campus, I'd taken the visit, I had I had talked with the coaches forever. There it was it seemed like it was pretty close. I was like, all right, I think I might be going to Harvard. And then they came they're like, We want to come watch you uh they wanted to like watch me be the star, basically. Cause like on my high school team I was I, the best player and all and? that. Um and they're like, We've seen you on playing with Odin Conley, so let's I want to watch you in a real game. The lead up to that game, I got in a fight with my coach in practice. Because he said I wasn't rebounding well enough. I was averaging like seven rebounds a game, and I was a shooting guard. And I remember, I, I, I think I shot a shot in practice, and I didn't follow my shot, and he got really upset. And then he... he As a shooting guard, you follow your shot? Yeah, and I told him, like, I didn't follow the shot because I thought it was going in. Like, that's why, like, when I shoot... Or you want to be back on defense called defense. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, but, the, like... He's like, and it's always, like, coaches always do that whenever, they never say follow your shot when the ball bounces, like, to the other side. Right. It's always when it comes right back. It's just confirmation bias. That's my biggest pet peeve. Like that? Um, so he yells, follow your shot. Uh, it, it, it turns into this whole thing. Like, I, I had a really bad attitude in high school. I, I won't deny that. But, like, I was just really upset about the whole thing because I, I, I led the team in rebounding, and he, he was getting on me about not rebounding well enough. Anyway, we get in this blow up in practice. He decides to suspend me for the first half of the game that the Harvard coaches were coming to. I what? told him. I told him, I was like – this is this is my livelihood. Like you can't do that. Like don't, come on. Like I'll run sprints till I I die. Like come on. Like don't you can't suspend me. Who's the coach? What's his name? <laughs> his name is Josh Kendrick. He ended up winning a state championship with Gordon Hayward, so he got his vindication as well. Uh, I don't know what he's doing now though. I don't know if he's still coaching. Uh, what what happened? But um, he was a young guy. He it was like one of his first jobs. He was trying to like you know be a yeah you know hard ass. Uh, the hard ass a little bit. So um, 
Anyway, he suspends me the first half. Uh, I, I, I'm sitting on the bench the whole first half. We're playing our rivals. Uh, I, the halftime comes. I come out in the second half. I kill it. We win. I think I scored like 17 points in the second half. But when I came out at halftime, the, the the coach I saw the coach sitting in the in the stand. The coaches were in the stands, um, and and they 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 had left when we came out at halftime. No way. Yeah. So, and wow. I never heard from him. Again. That's a that's an amazing. So at halftime, story. I'm watching him, and he's like just kind of looking at his watch. All this sort like the first half. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at his watch, and I'm like, fuck, I don't get in this game. Like, how do I get? it? And then uh, halftime comes, and I come out, and I'm like, I'm going to kill. I'm just going to take over and just, like, go nuts, and, and this is going to be great. And then I came out, and he wasn't there. And, and I scored 17, and we won, and it didn't matter. So oh, never heard how, from him again. So, so, so how, But it worked out for me. So why did you decide Ohio State? Uh, I, I, I applied to – so I applied to Northwestern, Vanderbilt, Harvard, and Ohio State. I got the – Harvard, I got the – you're not declined yet. And then when that thing happened, they, they promptly sent me a letter, and you're like, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. Um. I got into Vanderbilt and I did not get into Northwestern. So, uh, and then I obviously got into Ohio State. So, um, I, I I was going to go to Vanderbilt, but then just to be a student, like this isn't for basketball. Mm-hmm. Like I, I should make that clear because mm-hmm. uh, you know there was no play at basketball whatsoever. I, I just kind of given up the dream there. Um, and then Greg wanted me to room with him, Odin. He just basically like, dude, you should just come to Ohio State and be my roommate. And I just started thinking about that more, and I was like, that sounds fun. I mean, I was 17 years old. I, I decided I wanted to go to Ohio State without even visiting the campus. So you were 17 when you graduated? Uh, 18. I think okay. I was 17. Yeah, okay. 17 so when you said? Time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So like, when's yeah, your birthday? 17, 18, June. Okay. Oh, yeah. so you're young. Yeah, yeah. So I I said, like, I, I I told Greg, like, sure, that sounds fun. Greg, Greg was like, let's come be my roommate. And, and I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, you guys are going to be great. It's going to be fun. Like, what the hell? I'll do it. And uh, the, the the point is, like, I didn't really give it any thought whatsoever. There was no concentrated, like, yeah, I'll go here. I'll make the team. I'll start a blog. I'll, I'll have a media career. It was just like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll go there. <laughs> so, so you show up in Columbus. Yeah. Okay. Were you invited to walk on tryouts no, they I, say you're on the team like how did it work i showed up to columbus uh the first time i ever stepped foot on campus at ohio state i was moving into my dorm never had been there in my life um and and uh and were you rooming with greg no that was the funniest part so i get there uh and greg like although as we're moving in greg's like yeah so i talked to the coaches they actually hooked me up with a better dorm the the, the coaches the coaching staff at this point, I have nothing to do with the team. Um, the coaching staff had still hooked me up because I was Greg's friend. There's perks that come with that. Um, so I got one of the nicest dorms. I was in the same building as Greg, but they they did an okie doke on me and they basically put him with Conley and David Lighty and, and Daquan Cook. They were all in like the same like kind of big unit. Yeah, yeah. and I got put across the hall because who, who are your roommates? My roommate was a guy who ended up being a, a manager with me on the team. Just it, Jason Weigel is his name. Yeah, he was he was a friend of Greg and Mike's as well. So where's he from? He's from Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was he was one of. So the it was only team. you two, or do you have two more? Yeah, dudes? it was us two. So it was supposed to be me and Greg in that two person dorm. Okay, and then and then the coaches were like, "No, you're not living with that slapdick. We're, we're putting you over with the other." So players. it's a nice dorm. It's a really nice dorm. So my my first it was a really roommate, nice dorm. I, I showed up at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, they had this deal where your freshman year you couldn't room with another athlete. Yeah. So I was with the guy Dave Sopko, uh-huh. who's from Ohio. Okay. Great dude, super nice, but like. Yeah, you're throwing like you're in a. I was a nine by twelve. Yeah, this is like an old school like build your own loft type deal, right? And I like I will I will I showed up and I'm like like now this is a guy you're gonna have to fucking live with right every day for a year or for nine months whatever. It was it was uh it was wild. Uh, We 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 had years this. 
This was 2006, the fall of 06, we moved in. Um, so you guys have internet then, right? Like I'm we trying had to internet, think- yeah. Yeah, internet, like it was a thing. Like everyone had Facebook. Facebook had just kind of taken, like, it was just, it was still, still like- Still MySpace, MySpace was still big then? It, I think Facebook was the big thing. Like it was Facebook, but it was only college kids were on Facebook. So it was like cool. Facebook is like really, really cool to be on Facebook. Here's, um, in Notre Dame, they had something called the t-shirt, uh, the graffiti dance. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, Notre Dame small school, it was only 7,500 kids. When you first get there, all the freshmen, they have you do freshman O, and then they had like, they have three quads, or at least back then they had three quads on campus. North quad, south quad, God mm. quad. God quad is where the Golden Dome is, whatever, yeah. you know? So there's dorms in each of those, and they had like dance Is it actually floors. called the God quad, or is that called just God a quad, colloquial? Yeah. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. I have no idea. Official, I don't know uh, if there's any official. Uh, yeah, there's a sign. That's uh, but it was God called God Quad. So you'd had a. There was a dance floor and a DJ on all three. Yeah. And you'd wear like a white T-shirt and you'd bring like a sharpie, and if you saw a chick you wanted to like get her number, she'd sign her name, write her name, and then write her like extension. Oh my God! Right. That was like these are the days <laughs> before <laughs> Facebook. Great, yeah. And there was like a there's like a general time limit. Like, you know, that night you could call a chick, next couple, maybe the next week. Right. You could, like, go back and, like, circle the ones that you wanted to remember. Right. But, like, after a week, like, if you're calling people off the, the graffiti dance, like, mm. I feel like, yeah, like, t- uh, this is where- kind of t- lost some This is where that. technology has gone bad. Like, yes. it's so much better than Now it's than just Tinder. like, yeah, and- now it's just like Tinder, like, she's hot, she's not. Yeah. You know? There's no thought that goes, there's no, yeah, you don't have to work as hard with Tinder, so I don't think people appreciate it as much as, as yeah, having to wear a t-shirt and to get a number and remember which, yeah. you're looking at your t-shirt and which one was, who was the, was that the girl with the thing or the other girl? And- get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. So, so you got you got Facebook. Okay. So, yeah. did you have to go to tryouts? No. So, what happened was, um, I got asked to be a team manager by John Gross, who is now the the head coach. coach. Of, they're good. Yeah. Uh, he's at Akron now, I believe. Uh, Akron, yeah, sorry, Akron. Yeah, yeah he was at, as, yeah. at was at OU. Yeah. Um, and then became the Illinois coach. He uh, he was a family friend of my dad's. We're, we're actually from the same like west side of Indianapolis uh, area. So I knew I knew John Gross and known my family forever, and and I got to know like Thad, Coach Mata, and Gross even better like on the AAU thing because they were recruiting. I three of my teammates, AAU teammates, ended up going to Ohio State. Right. Um, so every time they come to the games, you know they talk to me as like a, an, I was the angle into like. Why didn't they go to Indiana? Mike Davis was the coach. Okay, the story there is a fun one. I'll tell you this one. Uh, 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 Mike Davis is recruiting Conley, so Greg wanted to go to Indiana. Um, 
But Mike Davis, all the mail that he sent to Mike Conley, he addressed to Sharon Collins. And it, it would say, like, like, so Conley would get a, a letter. It would be like, Sharon, great game last night. We're really loving your progress. You're killing it. Whatever. And so Mike's dad calls Davis and is like, hey, you're sending us Sharon Collins mail. Like, I can't send my son to a school if you're, you can't even get his name right. And, and they're like, all right, all right, we'll take care of it. And then like two weeks later, Sharon, you're killing it. We're loving everything. And, and so at that point, Mike, that's, Mike Sr. That, was, that, that, and that's an administrative. That's like, a, that's yeah. like the lowest guy the on lowest the totem pole. The lowest guy on the fucking it up. Yeah, and so Mike, Mike Sr. is like, we can't send you. Like, if they can't even get your names right, because, I mean, I don't blame him. Like, you're a five-star guy, and you're the best player in the state. You can't even, you know, the second best player. I got, I got one for right, you. But, so yeah. we used to get these, and I don't know if they had it when – they probably had it still when you were doing it, whereas they had – You'd get back from like a camp, especially the lower level camps, and they mm-hmm. schools would send you like a form to fill out, right? And so by my by the time I was going to be a senior, I was being recruited by everybody. I had a guy behind me named David Lalazarian. Yeah, Lala went to Notre Dame the year after I did. He also transferred, went to Pepperdine. He's a lawyer yeah. now in L.A. But both of us, we were getting like all these form letters from like all kinds of random schools. Yeah, you know, like you're, like you said, like the schools that called you, like. I'm not fucking going yeah. there, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like eh, not, you know, not going to East Tennessee. No disrespect to East Tennessee right, State and what right. Steve Forbes is doing there now, but I'm not going there. <laughs> so we would get, or UT Chattanooga, whatever. But also so, a lot of disrespect. Yeah, yes, a lot of disrespect. But at the but same well, time, it's, it's yeah. the thing. When you say no disrespect, <laughs> yeah, there's always right. something disrespectful, yeah. right? Yeah. So we had a, we had a kid in our, on our high school team named Sammy Grease. Mm-hmm. Sammy was like 5'8", Egyptian. Super, like, crazy amount of both facial and body hair for a kid of that age, right? No idea how to really play basketball, but brilliant and could help us study for any of our tests. Mm-hmm. So we would have, like, Sammy Grease fill out, like, these forms. And so he was get so, you know, like, my coach, who's a junior college coach, he'd come in and he's like, I got mail, Gottlieb, you got mail, Lala, you got mail. Like, Sammy, you got mail from West Point? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so he, he, he would, would be he would on be the, the list. One. Yeah, right. Okay, so why didn't Greg go there? Well, because it, it was uh, he was package deal. It wasn't necessarily a package deal. I think Mike Senior was uh, Mike Senior was our AU coach, Conley's dad, and he was just kind of like the mentor to. He kind of was the shepherd of of Greg and Mike's recruitment. So right. I don't think I don't think Mike Senior said like you can't go there. It was more of like a Greg, you're the because Greg was very naive. I think Greg <sighs> Greg knew he was the number one recruit in the country, but he wasn't he wasn't always sure like what that meant necessarily and and i think like mike was i i, I don't i think greg was greg would shrug his shoulders and be like i don't know coach seems like an honest mistake and mike senior was like no we're like greg you you have a brand now we have like you're you're a machine in and of yourself that we have to like shepherd you along and make sure you don't screw this up because this was the start i would say that like greg greg wasn't the first but like that era my era when i was coming out of high school this was kind of the start of you're seeing, and you could disagree, you're all, maybe this is a fun conversation we could have, of shoe companies like really going all in on like individual guys and where I just like felt like it was weird because like we were playing AAU and even when we were good, it wasn't until like my junior junior year or so suddenly like we're sponsored by all these shoe companies and you see it across like the board of AAU and you're, and you're trying to like connect the dots of how this is happening to where it used to be i don't know what what did it used to be like like was it was it, you know like we we um my dad had a got shoes from nike very early on because of sonny vaccaro yeah but it wasn't necessary i don't believe sonny didn't try and steer kids he just they were long time long long time friends right and then we were always loyal to sonny 
all of our guys would go, with the exception of the modern day kids, they would go to wherever Sonny, because he left Nike before my, like during my sophomore, uh, I mean my freshman year he left, he went to, first it was re, uh, first it was Converse. Yeah. He was Converse for a couple of years, and then it was Adidas before my senior year, and so um, we became, like my high school was an Adidas we we got right. we got Adidas free Adidas whatever and I did his camp and I did his All American game whatever just out of loyalty to him, um, yeah there were there were shoe companies that were involved I don't think they were as they were involved more in individual kids yeah whereas after we got done they started sponsoring programs and where they got right. smart was they would hire a coach like Marvin Bagley's dad was like the coach of his AU team right and he, he got paid for that. Right. So he became on the Nike payroll. Right. And then he, shocker, went to a Nike school. See, I, that's what I can't remember. I don't know if was did this happen when I, because I, I, I guess like I have the, the, the self-absorbed view that this was all happening first with our group of guys. Um, because no, that's, I, I your felt own, a that's shift. Your own, that's your own yeah. experience. And it probably hadn't happened in Indiana yeah. previously because there hadn't been that collection of talent. Like, right. That's a, freaking nba all-star team if if it was you know? it was just wild because yeah sonny at that point was was reebok and he so we were sponsored by reebok this was back when reebok made basketball so i don't think they even do anymore uh we were sponsored everything was reebok and i remember like by the time i'm a senior the, the summer leading into my senior year of high school i'm flying all over the country playing au basketball um i have we had we had like six different jerseys for an au team we had black white alternate yeah, we had all red yeah. like all sorts of shoes that you could imagine. Um, and I remember talking to my dad one time. I was like, because it, 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 it dawned on me, like, we're taking one of these flights to Vegas, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, my parents are both teachers. They have We have no money. Like, I, I see. But you yeah. didn't have to pay? And Yeah, we didn't have to pay any. And I, and I remember thinking, like, Dad, ha, are you paying for all that? Like, do I am I going to owe you, like, $30,000 when I get older for, for all the times you flee. He's like, I'm not paying for it. I don't know how, I don't know who's paying for it. He's like, you're, yeah. He's like, you're just yeah, there was a of. team like that. So there's a team, famous team in Southern California, a guy named Pat Barrett. He's had players forever. And he had a team that had Jason Hart, uh, who's now an assistant SC, and he played Syracuse in the NBA. Yeah. Um, Shea Cotton, who was like, you know, the best player in his class, you know, like Chris Burgess and, who was you know top two or three in his class went to Duke then Utah mm. as an assistant BYU and they had like one of those and they played together from like seventh eighth grade yeah, on yeah. and they never came out of pocket Nike team yeah. and they all went to Nike schools yeah I I yeah it it, it is it is okay so you but, become a go ahead no like the point I was bringing this up was like I felt the shift to, right. to turn it back to the Indiana and why Greg didn't go there thing is like. I felt like Greg. Were they Adidas then? Or were they? Were they? they were Adidas. They, they were, were always just, Adidas under. They were they were Nike and O2 when they lost to Maryland in the title game. This yeah. is this is my thing on. I think Indiana needs to go back to Nike to get it back. I think that's they got to get their mojo back. They got to go back to Nike. That's what I've I've been on that train because Adidas doesn't love them. Adidas is is corrupt as hell as we know, and they're they're funneling everyone to Kansas and, and Louisville. They don't even love. They, they got to go back to Nike. They got to or, or Under Armour or something. They got to find well, Under Armour. Supposedly, supposedly, kids hate Under Armour. Oh know, really? Right? I, um, I don't. I don't know. Like, so I, I, I wanted. To, I did go to two Nike schools. Yeah. And I, you know, I only I like Nike shoes. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. I, 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 I told this to. Um, there's a friend of mine actually who's a pretty high ranking Nike guy. I won't. I'll. I'll I. I think he's the CFO. Andy Campion. Yeah. Okay. So, Andy. 
has become a friend. And I said, we were talking, we, we were talking one night, one day in like the Nike suite. And I know the Adidas guys too. Yeah. You know, like all those guys, they've kind of all been around hoop forever. And we went through like an LA gear. This before you, there was an LA gear phase. LA gear. Where yes. LA gear was buying up all the big programs. And then they were p- giving free shoes to all the big AAU teams, whatever. And the LA gear was kind of like Under Armour for a, for a couple years there yeah. at Shaq. Anyway, so I told Andy, I said, I said, you know, anytime you're in a meeting and you guys are feeling like, where are we in the landscape? I was like, you got to do this test. Go to one of these basketball only facilities in the summer mm-hmm. where professional guys who play overseas or especially the overseas guys mm-hmm. and college players come and play. Just go pop in, watch a playoff game and look at what kind of shoes they wear. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the, what kind of shoes would you wear if you weren't getting them for free? Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. And my, my thing would be like, I do think that the dames are really cool and the, they're super light, but for the most part, everybody wears Nike. Everybody wears Nike. Right. Yeah. It's right. like they're unspoken. Like, right. like Nike dudes can be super, super arrogant because, but they have but, a reason yeah. to be arrogant. Right. 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 It's yeah. Like, because everybody still wants to wear. Arrogant. Right. Everybody wants our swag. That's really kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. And if they want some other swag, then they either buy that company or they make the exact same thing and then put a Nike logo on it. And it becomes, right. Exactly. You know, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so that's you think why because well, I think, of the well, Nike thing? Well, be- no, I think so. Greg, to me, uh, the the point I'd make is like I, I, it felt like Greg was one of the first guys where these shoe companies and Sonny in particular with the Reebok thing said like, let's sink our teeth into this kid when he's fifteen. Let's ride it out, um, all that sort of thing. And I think Mike Senior saw that. So I think like, but Greg was Greg was naive. Greg thought like Sonny Vaccaro was just his best friend. Greg thought like Sonny Vaccaro just yeah. like wanted to right. Like just be buddies, and I and 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 so that was like Mike Senior's role, and I was like, I have to show Greg like the the right path, whatever. So when the Davis thing happened with the mail, um, it wasn't necessarily you know it doesn't it, it was just more of like we got to go somewhere that that if they can't even get Mike Conley's name right, right it's a little like, it's a little thing, the little, but little things. things are signs of yeah. uh, bigger of bigger. And he was Mike was Mike was uh, either, I think he was director of ops, or maybe he was an assistant. I visited Alabama mm-hmm. when I left Notre Dame. Um, I was going to go and transfer and sit out at a place. And then I was like, nah. And so I took my, took my visits. My first yeah. visit was actually to Alabama. Okay. And Mike Davis was the, was I think the director of basketball operation. Dave Hobbs mm-hmm. was an assistant, was been an assistant at Kentucky was the head coach. And, um, uh, yeah. So I mean, but he wasn't like. He literally never said a word to me on my visit. Yeah, like I never met yeah. him. It was so weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we had a problem. We. I say we is like we were. We were camp. The the Conley Odin Titus camp. Uh, th- there's no problem with Davis. Like as a person, I don't think there's like at the time he wasn't even considered like that horrible of a coach. I mean, right. he'd come off of the 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 Final Four in '02. This was like three years later. '05 was like when we were we were the class of '06. So like he was getting recruited like in '05 or whatever. Um, the wheels hadn't completely fallen off on the Davis era at IU yet. It was just. I don't know. I I, th- I think the writing was sort of on the wall that that um, you know he was eventually going to get fired though, and 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 I think they just really loved Thad. I think that's ultimately what it was. Like I think Mike and Greg both just like really really loved Thad. So you're a manager your first year? Yeah. So I go the I go when I get to campus. The Thad knew me. Gross knew me. They asked me to be a manager. Gross explained the role of manager as. Basically, the way he explained it to me was a walk-on. Like he's like, if you're a manager, we're gonna put you in practice against the guys. You're gonna run drills. You'll, you'll play scout team. You'll do. I was like, that seems pretty great. I was like, I, I you know, and you like, get paid for it too, don't you? 
Uh, no, yeah, you don't get paid for it at all. No, I don't think so. Maybe do some managers. Year. I think yeah. by your senior year you get paid. I don't know. So the graduate yeah. managers or something like that. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, I was like, listen, I don't want to commit to basketball. Like I, I, as I just said, like I didn't love basketball enough to like fully commit, but I still love playing. Just not like what it takes to play Division One. So uh, I was like, this is perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to to scratch that itch. I, lo- I like playing ball, but I, I don't have to commit to being on a team full time and I can just kind of pop into practice every so often, whatever. And then I show up and obviously the manager role is not that. The manager role is wiping up sweat and filling. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart? smarts and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity listen to the unshakables the new podcast now available from chase for business and iheart it features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil triumphs and quick turns that help their businesses break through learn more at chase.com business podcast chase make more of what's yours Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Hello there. This is Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential. Through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Look to your left. Look to your right. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Up water bottles and rebounding, and that's all I did every single day. And I was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> when do I get to make it rain out here? When do I get to play against these guys? That and that's what made it worse. Is like you know all those. Guys. I know all those guys. I played with them my whole life. It's hard, and I have to sit here and rebound for them and all that kind of stuff. I was like, "This is this is horrible." So I quit that. Like two weeks in, I call my dad. I I never quit anything in my life, and I, I that's how I was raised. Is like you never ever quit if you sign right. up for something you don't quit. And I call my dad. I was like, "Dad, I got to quit this. This is horrible." And he's like, "You're not quitting. You're definitely sticking with this. Be a manager. You signed up for it. Write it out a year." And then I explained to him, he's like, it might get better. Just wait till the season starts. Um, and then the season started to approach, and I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't. I, I don't think I'm better than – like, again, it was like the division – I don't think I'm better than Evansville. It was just like, this isn't for me. And it was the same thing with managers. Like, I didn't think I was better than all the managers. It was I was just better like, than all the managers. I'm better than all the managers. Right. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I ended up quitting that, and then what happened was – a couple guys like so Greg was hurt at the time. He had he had his wrist thing going right. into Ohio State. So he wasn't practicing. Um the walk on they did have they played one exhibition game and he didn't get in and he got pissed because like I guess he was an upperclassman and he was like, I thought this was my year. I was gonna get minutes and it's like, buddy, you weren't getting minutes before. You're not getting minutes when Greg Oden and Mike Conley come into town. And they're the number one team in the country. Big so yeah, I don't I don't know what you thought, but uh so he ends up quitting the the one walk on that they had. Um and then Ron Lewis turns his ankle in practice and he's got to be out for a couple of days. And they literally had nine guys on the to run a practice, and they didn't even have enough to. So they called me. At this point, I have nothing to do with the team. I'm just a normal student at Ohio State, and I, I mean, I still live in the same dorm, and I'm friends with those guys. Um, and they called me, and they're like, "So hey, who's they? Uh, they is Gross. Okay, Gross calls. Gross me. calls me, and he goes, he goes, Mark, uh, we need you to come back. And I said, for what? And he said, uh, we have nine players, right? Nine healthy players. We can't even run practice. We need just like a tenth body just to throw out there. And I was like, I, you, you've, you've sold me this lie before, Gross. <laughs> like, I need. He's like, no, I mean, at this time, you're going to actually be able to practice. You're going to actually be able to play. Um, and I was like, cool, that sounds fun. And, and uh, I, I guess I can do that. And I, I, I agreed to do it. I thought, I honest to God thought that when I, when I said yes to that, it was going to be until Ron Lewis's ankle got healthy in like four or five days or whatever. And then I, they were going to be like, all right, thank you. You're gone. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I said the right things. I did the right things. I must have had that, – that must have been I, – I guess looking back, I need to find the film from those practices because I must have just been amazing that they kept me around. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more, surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. 
Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What was it, what was it like for you to you walk into like the locker room the first time you saw your jersey? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was... I... I, I I honestly like so the first time I wore the jersey was for an exhibition game. So even that was like I was pinching myself because I couldn't believe that I actually I I've never had a jersey with my name on the back right. even. This is Titus Stitch. I was like, oh my god, this is insane. Um, but even then, even when I was on the team and they were like, no, you're you're going to be on the team. I thought I was just going to suit up for the exhibition games. And then like once the real season started, I, I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. So I right. never really like fully appreciated it. Um, and and but but it was it I I couldn't I honestly like I grew up. I grew up a fan of Indiana. I grew up a fan of Big Ten basketball. I was always a fan before I was a player. I just was happened to be like a pretty good player too. Um, so I had just immense respect for like all the Big Ten. Like to be able to say I was a Big Ten player. My mom played at Purdue too. She's a legend. She's in the Purdue Hall of Fame and everything. So um, I, my mom was like bawling her eyes out because like her son is like going to be a Big Ten player now, and she's a Big Ten player. And it was, it was definitely like a Rudy moment for sure. Did like, you did you score that year? Yeah, I scored. Uh, Five points, I want to say. I think I hit a three and had two free throws. Who was the three against? Uh, Youngstown State. Yeah, at Penguins. Nationwide Arena. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? That was um, my my girlfriend at the time was at the game. She she lived in Indiana and she drove over just for the game. And uh, I'll never forget. I I it was a deep three too. I think it might be on YouTube. You might be able to find it. Um, I I knew she was coming to the game, so I was like, if I touch the ball, I'm I'm jacking it. I, I have to I have to score. Like, cause she, she knew me as like a great player. Like, cause we went to high school right. together. So to her, she was. And I, and I was kind of embarrassed that I was coming off the bench and, and not playing much. So I get in the game at the end, and Jamar Butler just throws an advanced pass, and I don't even bother dribbling. As soon as I catch the ball, I didn't even I didn't, even know, I didn't even know where I was. I caught it all in one motion, turned to shoot, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm kind of far. And I just like, uh, pushed it a little harder, and, yeah, it went in, and uh, it was insane. And people went nuts, like, as they do for the walk-ons. I was this, this pudgy white guy that comes off the bench, and, like, the crowd's going crazy. So my roommates at Oklahoma State, I had um – one walk-on roommate for three years. Yeah, three years. Uh, uh, two. Uh, yeah, so Rodney Suter, 
yeah. was my roommate. No, my last two years, because I was only there three years. So Rodney was, like you, 1,000-point scorer. Miami, yeah. Miami it's, it's spelled like Miami, but Miami, yeah. Oklahoma. It's the last town. If you're going up I-44 to Missouri from Tulsa, mm-hmm. it's the last town before you cross over the Missouri border. That's where Joplin is. Okay. So he's from Miami. He's like a local legend. He went to junior college there at NEO. And he was my roommate for two years. And walk-ons at Oklahoma State, like... You get in a drill, you don't get in a drill, it didn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. You know, we never, we were never to, the year before I got there, they had the eight guys and walk-ons were in practice and football players were on the team and we didn't have that and coaches just like, like, I remember this, we had, there's a walk-on at Notre Dame who, uh, Maddie, ah, fuck, I gotta remember his last name and I just remember like, he was gone for like two weeks and then all of a sudden we're like in layup lines against UConn, like. I was like, "Where are you? F- I thought you quit." <laughs> He's like, "No, nah, I just had some tests to study for." Like I told the coaches, <laughs> like literally wasn't so was, yeah. didn't go to meal. We yeah. went to like road yeah. games, like nothing. And then like all of a sudden, he's like in layup lines, like Duncan, because he's like a six six white dude. But like, yeah, what the fuck, yeah. Anyway, so my boy Roddy Suter, so his senior year, like he was like, "Hey, you got to talk to coach, and you got to be, you got to play with us when the walk ons get in." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause all the walk, cause none of them were like point guards. They were all pretty oh, good. Right, got Zach Gazelle." Right. Who was from Ripley, and he could score like he was good enough to play. He just gets so nervous. Yeah, you know, some sometimes walk-ons, he just gets so fucking nervous. Yeah, like, I, it, it he would hoop. Lot, he yeah. would hoop in practice. We're like, coach, he's good enough to play. But then you get in the game, he just gets so tight. So we had him on both wings and like our young big guys, whatever. And so they talk. They had me go talk to coach. Like, coach, the walk-ons want me to stay. Like, he's like, no, that's bull. You just want to stay in so you can get some points you can get some yeah. shots. he's like run the offense yeah. like do you have any idea how hard it is to run an offense when you have dudes that haven't played and all they want and everybody's yelling at them to shoot, shoot every the whole crowd shoot yes. it. as soon as you touch it shoot it yeah but by the end of the year we did and my like my claim to fame is like i've gotten all my guys all my guys get yeah yeah that's awesome everybody gets that's just good. run yeah put your hand uh, up i will not give it to you until if you we'll catch it away. yeah let it fucking fly yeah right because i am i'm granting you an open shot that's great um okay yeah. so that year you guys played for a national championship yeah we played for now against we, georgetown uh florida we played oh, georgetown, georgetown in the semis in the semis which yeah. was the matchup of hibbert hibbert and odin and odin yeah. and they're both in foul trouble in the first the, the half right yeah. you're like oh yeah. jesus reps yeah. can you yeah. just give them an extra foul yeah right what do you remember about the final four the final four was uh definitely my favorite uh ex- maybe my favorite experience of my life it was um I just remember the, the the open practice of having God knows how many tens of thousands of people there watching us. Um, like I said, this was something that that I grew up. You know, like all guys grow up watching it, but like right. I grew up obsessing over it. I get my parents would call me out of school during like I I, I remember your career because that that's how obsessed I was with this. No, no, I I, I, <laughs> I miss school every Thursday yeah. and Friday, the first round of the NCAA tournament. I I would I would get called out of school. I'd have a board in my room that I'd have all the brackets filled out. I do the I do our family pool. Like I was obsessed with it. Um, so to be there and like to know that I. I know I I didn't think people were there to see me obviously but like some small part of me I was a part of this thing that yeah. people were there to see and it was yeah. like oh my god I am on the stage now like I am and and even like during the games it, it freaked me out that like I like it's it, it's right like I could just go walk out onto the court right now and I'd be all over to you know like I don't know there's it's just so weird to like be in it that that was always the weirdest thing for me is cuz I just you when you grow up and you're sitting in your in your room, um, it's always like a one way thing where like you're watching it, but it's not like watching you back type thing. So like as you're watching the final four, it's just like a it's whatever. And it felt like now the whole experience had turned and was like looking back at me, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is this surreal. is bizarre. It's very surreal. Um, when did the blog start? 
The blog started uh, my junior year. So what happened was after my my freshman year, um, I obviously didn't play. Like I was I was fat anyway because I didn't think I was going to play college basketball. So I got kind of fat in the summer and whatever going into college. Um, and then I, I got in decent shape. And so going into my sophomore year, I thought I had a chance to get some minutes. Not I wasn't trying to start. I wasn't trying to play 15 minutes. I thought I could get five, six minutes a game. Just come in in spots. Um, we went to the NIT that year. We didn't have a good team. And it was the same story. I, I might have played even less because we didn't win as much. So, like, uh, you know, I only yeah, dusting teams so don't get the walk-ons. Yeah. But uh, in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm not, I knew I wasn't going to play as a freshman on the number one team in the country um, for most of the season. Uh, that makes sense. But now that, we're so- now that I'm a sophomore, now that I'm in shape, I'm killing it in practice. I was playing really well in practice all the time um, to the point that they would, when they would run, like, we would run scrimmages, they would take scout. Like, I would play over a lot of the scholarship guys. Because they would do competitive things, and like the captains on the teams were like, "No, we don't want these bunt." Like the, I don't want to name names. I know you want me to, but the, some of the guys that, it, some of my teammates are like, "Keep their ass on the bench, put in Titus. We want to, we want to win this scrimmage." Um, so I was feeling really good about myself. But then every time the games to play, it was the same story. Like I'd only get in if we were up by forty and there's a minute left. So after my sophomore year, I was, I, I, I had to come into Jesus moment of like, I, I have to either, I have to change my focus because like now all of a sudden I did want to play basketball, like because I. I'd become a much better player. I'd gotten in decent shape. Um, and I was like, if I stay here, I I have to – something has to happen where, like, I change my mindset on this whole approach or I have to transfer and, like, go play somewhere. Um, and I ultimately decided I, – I, I thought about, like, when I'm 50, what's a better story that, like, I, I played at Ohio State for four years or that I scored, like, 27 a game for, like, an NAIA school, you know? And I was like, I think more people would There's care. a happy immediate yeah, there, though. There's know? probably somewhere yes. in the middle, yeah. Um but that was how I saw it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to stick around. I'm even if I don't play whatever, but I have to change my mindset. I can't keep like busting my ass in practice and uh and, and get no reward for this. So my whole my whole focus became like I'm just going to ride this out. I'm going to have the most fun I can possibly have for 2 years. I'm going to fly across the country and play college basketball and and get free shit and 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 all that. And uh that's why I started the blog. It was just basically my outlet to voice my frustrations of not playing and and just make fun of myself and I thought like if I can make fun of myself before everyone else does, I I I own the power, and they can't they can't touch me. No no one no one could be what? like you suck at basketball. I'd be like I know I already said I sucked at basketball. That's not a good joke. Like I beat you to it. So <laughs> so when did the coaching staff? How how long into it did somebody say like What uh, are you doing here? It was. I don't think Coach Mata still really understands what it is or what I do for a living. Like he, he he's just like he's he's very clueless and in the most adorable way. Like he he's one of those he's one of the coaches that's like does he pretends he doesn't know what Facebook is and all that kind of stuff. So um, he never really had a problem with it. The, the director of ops, Dave Egelhoff, who's still there, uh, he called me in his office and just said like, "Let's be smart about this." And I was like, "I'm smart," because he 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 knew me pretty well and he knew that like I wasn't. Um, I wasn't that bad. So he, he was like, let's just be smart about this. But at the time, I should say this too, like this was before like people got canceled on the internet. This was before like, like this was like Twitter had just started and yeah. people were just saying the most ruthless shit on Twitter. You could yes. tweet whatever you wanted yes. and no one really cared. Right. Um, So even if I would have like posted some blog post, I don't think it would have like blown up and been a story and people would have said like, you know, I don't think it would have really mattered. I think people just kind of laughed. So I think I think they were kind of still feeling that out. I mean, this was back when like like corporations were having interns run their social media because they didn't give a shit. And um, 
So they, he, I had one talk with the director of ops. He was like, just be careful. Like, you just know that you represent more than yourself. That's all we ask of you. And I was like, I got it. Um, and, and it was never a problem. So they, like, they, they read everything I wrote, and they would laugh about it. But it When did you know it became a thing? Um, it became a thing when Simmons, when, when Bill Simmons, uh, reached out to me and, um, um, like I had, I had, I had kind of built a following, like it, it was like an underground cult thing when I would go around campus and people would say stuff to me and, and, uh, ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart? smarts and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity listen to the unshakables the new podcast now available from chase for business and iheart it features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil triumphs and quick turns that help their businesses break through learn more at chase.com business podcast chase make more of what's yours Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Hello there. This is Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential. Through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Look to your left. Look to your right. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'd go on the road and play in Big Ten arenas, and student sections would know who I was and stuff like that. It was cool. But uh, when Sim- when Simmons emailed me to come on his podcast, um, this was way back in God. When was that? Two thousand nine, I think. Um, that's when I was like, "Oh shit, this is this has some reach to it." Like people are finding this, and people are reading this. And and he told me he told me the way he found out about it was from uh, was it Kimmel or then he sent it to because G- I because I then got an email from Jimmy Kimmel who was like reading my blog, and I was like, "This is." The most None. insane shit ever. I was like, yeah. what is going on? Um, so, like, when that started happening, it just became it, – it took a life of its own. And then um, and then I started getting people criticizing me, which was, in, it was such a weird thing. Like, I would write stuff, and they're like, this one was boring. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm, a, I'm just like a basketball player just kind of offering my thought. I, now, totally. now, all of a sudden, I have this obligation to, like, entertain a crowd, which I, I did not sign up for whatsoever. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a wild ride, but uh, – I don't know. I, th- I think it works out like in the same way that 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 your career has gotten you to this point. Like I think like when if you don't go into it saying like I guess you're kind of different. Like, you kind of did want to do this, I guess. But like for me, like I I did y- yes. But then but you do have the moments of perspective where you're like it's fucking house money. Like yeah, right. Like like look, I I was doing the, um, you know I left ESPN to do the Final Four. Yeah, uh, to move California and do the Final Four. Right. And I did it really one year. The second year they had me do. Some shit on the court, some shit outside the gym. Yeah, but you know, I'll have to do. A, I'll, I'll do, maybe I'll maybe I'll tell. You want to be story. Billy Packer? I want to be Billy Packer. Yeah, that's exactly right. what I want to be. Yeah, I want to be right. I want to be Billy Packer. And um, and I thought CBS hired me to be a Billy Packer, but I didn't know they. I don't think they did. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so I was super, super bitter. Like I remember, I was sitting at home. In, I was I was sitting at home and it was like June of 2012, and I had just gotten an offer, like a five year offer from ESPN. It was the money that I had told my agent at the time, like this is the number. Yeah, it's like no fucking way we'll get that number. I was like, okay, but here's how I came to it. I'll do this. I do that. That it's worth this. Mm-hmm. And they came to the number, and then CBS like matched it, and then CBS was like, okay, there's some other things we'll do, and Final Four and California and this, that, and you'll be home in the afternoon because the radio show moves to the middle of the day when yeah. the West Coast as opposed to East Coast. So I remember like sitting there with my wife and I was like, you know, I, I, li- I actually, I liked ESPN. I, I fucking dug it at the time. I, yeah. I had a great house. I had a good neighborhood. What weather doesn't really bother me like it does other people, right? Yeah. Like Connecticut, uh, there's some great parts to it. And my wife's like, when you watch the Final Four, you're going to be okay knowing you could have been on that set and you turned it down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 
She's like, yeah, then you have to have the job. Yeah, right. So I took the job and it actually works the opposite way in many ways now. We're like, now I'm like, okay, I I took it only for that thing and then I didn't have that thing. Now I don't have that thing and it's worse. But then I do get the moments of perspective like, dude, I didn't play at Duke. Right. I wasn't an All-American. I didn't go to a Final Four. I didn't play in the NBA. And yet I made it to the set of the Final Four. Exactly. Even for a moment. Exactly. Only, you know, I might have fucked it up. Right. But at least I did it. Yeah. Right? So I do, I understand what you're saying. I yeah. do have that moments of like, I'm playing with house money. Yeah. If it I, all ends tomorrow, I've accomplished way I've more yeah. than possible. I, I, than anybody thought I did not go to school to get into media. I didn't, even when I was writing the blog, I didn't start that to get in. I didn't say like, this could be a career for me. Um, there's no, there's no part of me that was, uh, that was trying to do that. And so, um, I don't know. I I, I do kind of have that element of like at some point someone's going to walk in here and take it all away from me. They tap me shilling and go, "Hey, you're done." Yeah, and I'll and honestly, I'd be like, "All right, well, I'll just go back to Indiana, or Ohio." And what would you do? Yeah, I just I teach eighth grade math. That's you what like I want to do with it. Yeah, you could, I, you, could you tutor my eighth grade daughter? Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I I love I love I was careful what you wish I was, for. I was a math major my fre- my freshman year at Ohio State. I wanted to be a math teacher, and eighth grade is like the right temperament for me because like the the younger kids are too young and the high school kids know it all so i found like the the eighth grade seemed to be like the the perfect oh, yeah. mix of you're hired we'll get you yeah, there several you times a week we'll, we'll make it make it worth your, your yeah. make it worth your, yeah. your while what grows in the forest trees sure know what else grows in the forest our imagination our sense of wonder and our family bonds grow too because when we disconnect from this and connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this... And connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Your personal struggles yeah. with mental health well documented. Right. Um, uh, what is what is that like to have your truth broadcast? Like I, I'm sure at some level it's cathartic, but some right. level like... It's really vulnerable, and you're letting a lot of people in who, frankly, don't deserve to. Be I think. In. I think at this, yeah, that, that's the weird part is like being known as the guy who had depression and has depression and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, it's it's been overwhelming how much I I've helped people, and um, I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say it to to just uh, to to shine a light on like how many people have these problems, and and I I didn't even realize it. Like I never again with the same thing. Like like as I said, I didn't start the blog to have this career. I didn't I didn't say this stuff because I was like, now I'll be a champion for mental health, whatever. I just said it because I was like, 
you know, this is what I'm going through. I just kind of wanted to tell my story and, and leave it at that. I didn't think like, I didn't, I didn't anticipate people like hitting me up for advice or like sharing their stories with me and all that kind of stuff. But to this day of everything I've done in my life, my career, anything else, uh, I get talked to about that more than, um, everything else combined. And and it's always like the most, it, I, I always see it coming. That's what's crazy too. Is like, I'll be at a bar and you see a guy come up and they're like, Titus, what's up, man? Good to meet you. Good to meet you. And then they'll they'll soften their voice. They look around. They're like, "Hey, man, I just want to say the stuff you said on the and and." But I always sense it coming. Like I'm like a I'm like an animal when a storm's coming or something. Like you could sense it. Like yeah. I I sense when they're about to get. They're like Titus, what's up? And I'm like, this guy's gonna say something. Yes. Impression. I can sense it. You know, it's and funny. Then, so yeah. so I was I was in Louisville over the weekend. I took my son with me. Louisville play Carolina. Yeah. And he said. And I had told my kids about the Notre Dame thing before. Yeah. And he was like, Dad, everybody's so nice to you. Yeah. And, so, and you talk to everybody. Everybody's so nice. I was like, well, you know, they're nice to you in person. I was like, they're not. He's like, when are they not nice to you? Yeah. It's like, you know, social media. He's like, you mean like Twitter? Like my kids hate Twitter because my wife hates Twitter. She thinks it's like ruin, ruins my life because yeah. it can put you in a bad way. So I was like, yeah, I mean, th- th- any kind of social media like Instagram, the, you say something and they don't like it and they bring up the Notre Dame thing. And he was like, what Notre Dame thing? So I like. It, yeah, tried to explain it, it to yeah. him. He, I told him a couple of years ago because one of his friends at school had Googled me or whatever when I was on CBS and was teasing about it. He didn't know what they were talking about. So yeah. I, I was like, yeah. So uh, anyway, this is the question that I want to I end with, which is he kept, he's like, why'd you do it? And I was like, well, I went to therapy for it. And yeah, I think it was because I thought I'd get away with it. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, did I like need that stuff? Like, I guess, I don't know. I thought I did. I was like more anything. I just thought I'd get away with it. So I, what triggered your depression? Um, Man, uh, a lot of things. It, it was Because you're painting a picture of two-parent household, right. college I had, degree. I think it was just that. It was It was like I had, I had a quote-unquote perfect life, and I was still just, I had so much discontent in my life of just like just, um, I felt like I was kind of put on a track too of like, this is where you're going to go. This is what you're going to do. Don't think for yourself. And that's not from my parents. That's not from my teachers. It was just sort of like the outside pre- This the, I mean, I was the best athlete in my school and I was, I got good grades and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, when, when you check those boxes, this is what it means. And this is where you should go and what you should do. And, um, I think there was just a lot of that. And, and I don't know, I, I honestly, I wear it all like a badge of honor at this point because, I've come so far and it's crazy. And, and my friends will just like every so often my friends just to cut me down. Like if, if I do like, they'll probably do it. Cause I came on this show and like, I'll tweet something about I'm on Golly's podcast. And then they'll, they'll tweet me a picture of, of my quote unquote old self where I was like fat and dumpy and like had, and, and you could just like sense like the sadness in my eyes and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, we remember who you really are. This is who you, so to, to see how far I've come in life. Um, I, I honestly, I wear like a badge of honor cause I, I don't know. There, there were for I would say for fifteen years I would go to bed like fifteen straight. I'm not even bullshit. For fifteen straight years I'd go to bed, um, just kind of hoping I wouldn't wake up. And I, I was never, I was never like suicidal per se. Yeah, you obviously think about it a lot. Like, you know, would I do it? And I'm like, nah, I don't think I could. But, um, but, but you settle on like I want to go to sleep, and I just hope I don't wake up. That would be cool. That'd be the best way to go about it. And uh, to be here now, to 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 be able to like thrive and to. I don't know. I, I love life now and it's crazy. So, um, I wear it like a badge of honor. Cause like I said, there's a lot of people that are going through it and if I can help them out, um, it's cool. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific. 
All right, that's it for All Ball. Make sure you listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily, 3 to 6 Eastern Time, 12 to 3 Pacific. You can download the All Ball Podcast daily. In the meantime, thanks for downloading, for subscribing, for rating. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes in a Nissan Pathfinder, search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.